you interact with the people who are getting your beats, you you show love. Those are so important and it, and it does stand out. And I think a lot of producers, they get into just like, I just want to get these out here. I just want to sell them. Yeah. Well, that's awesome and everything. But sometimes some of those people buying them might have really great potential for that beat to do more. What's up, guys? I'm Classy Beats. Welcome to the Rap Chat Podcast. And I'm excited to welcome our guest today, Jalen. What's up, Jalen? Thanks for coming. Hey, what's up? Thank you for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you coming in. Uh, this is gonna this is gonna be a fun one. I've been looking forward to it. So um, me too. Me we, too. We've got a lot to cover, so I'm gonna go ahead and and, and get started here. Uh, first of all, again, thank you, thank you for coming on. Um, I kind of wanted to to just talk to you a little bit about your just starting out with your journey as a musician. I know you've you've done a lot on Rap Chat. You know, it seems like you're you're doing so much everywhere with your art and with your music. So I just kind of want to hear from you. What's your story? What you got, what what got you started into music? All that good stuff. Um, honestly, for me, I've always really, really been into music since I was little. Like, I used to literally record on tapes, like off of uh, the radio, certain songs I would like, and then I would write down the lyrics. And like practice it until I learned the whole song. And then I was just like, so, I mean, I've been into music my whole life, but um, as a teenager, I started writing poetry and um, I I really love it. And I did like a few little local poetry slams and little things like that. And I like the feeling of of performing it and just poetry in general. And my mom was kind of like my biggest cheerleader. She was my biggest fan. She would try recording me anytime I'd be singing in my room or just anything, she would sneak around and she encouraged it so much. So um, after she passed away, I actually found rap chat and I was reciting. I was using the mic to just recite my poetry and practice. I wasn't even meaning for it to be anything else. And then I found some cool beats and I thought, you know what, these are like, I could kind of recite my poetry over and I just started practicing. And then I got the courage. I was like, I don't know if I should post this, you know, I don't know if these (laughs) people are going to think of this. So I finally just, you know, got courage up, posted it. And um, I was surprised people were so supportive. I love rap chat. Like everybody was so nice. The community was awesome so I got courage up and then I just started it it literally went from there just me reciting poetry over beats and then kind of got my little flow with it and you know I'm no expert by any means I'm still I'm learning just like everybody else but um that's that's kind of how I got started thanks to rap chat oh that's crazy that's crazy to hear I know you've been uh you've been on there since 2018 which is it's crazy now it's been three years I know uh, it goes by so fast I can't I seriously was like wow that's that's crazy yeah I have yeah, because we started, I guess we kind of started around the same time. I started right, right after you. So I think that's when a lot of people were getting on and starting to find out, you know, what was going on with Rap Chat and seeing the opportunity. But um, yeah. it's uh, it's interesting. And I want to to go back to what you said about, you know, kind of the fear of you posting your first track. You know, what was what was that yeah. process like? You know, how long did it take you from when you, you kind of started to actually post in your first track? Oh man. Um, I think I recorded that shit like 50 times and deleted it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I went to, I went to different locations, different lighting, like moved my head different way. I mean, I, I, I did the the whole works because I was just so nervous. You know, people will pick this apart or somebody's going to say something about this. I re- I deleted and recorded a good 150 times. Um, oh, wow. so it, took, yeah. it, it took me a minute. I was nervous just because, you know, people can be really mean. And when you're putting your heart into something, you, you, you kind of don't want to endure 
criticism like that, you know? So I kind of questioned like, do I even want to go this route? Cause I didn't have prior to that. I was never on social media. I do not have Facebook. I didn't have IG. Like I'm just kind of a private person. Yeah. I'm very, very private. I'm very, you know, kept to myself with just my circle. And so literally I just didn't want to endure it. It was like, I don't, I, I, you know, that was my main hindering factor. So, um, but like I said, as soon as I did, I was so glad. Like when I saw the result, I'm like, dude, I could do this. Cause I always felt in my heart, like, this is what I want to do. I know I can do it. I just was nervous. So rap chat, everybody being so kind. Thank you. If anybody's who was kind to me, thank you for that. Um, but what's funny though, the first track I put up, um, I actually ended up deleting it after. I mean, it's in my privates. I still have it. I oh, it you got to post it. I know. I was thinking <laughs> that I'm like, man, that's my very first one I ever put. And I listen to it now. And I just I'm like, wow, it was, it, it's just funny to me now, you know, cause I've been working since, but um, yeah. yeah, that was kind of my process. It was just nerve wracking wondering what people would say really but if anybody's questioning it just do it rap chat's so welcoming you always get the weird trolls there's always going to be somebody that's like you suck yeah (laughs) yeah. just block them delete them they never have a profile picture they're never they're just bitter just block them move them move on keep posting so that's my advice yeah and i agree it's definitely hard to to get that first track out there or you know for me being a producer that first beat but i think i think once you do it and you know, once you see, you kind of, even if you just get feedback for the most part, you know, it's, uh, it's always encouraging to see that somebody's listening, you know, cause that's what we really want. We just want to know, you know, yeah, that somebody's exactly. listening. So right. that's, that's cool to hear. Yeah. Um, so, so what kind of, uh, I guess influenced your style? I know you, you mentioned that you, you wrote poetry and you kind of, you know, thought, oh, why can't I do more maybe spoken word and have a beat behind it but you know you definitely have a, a unique uh, a unique style as an artist so what what are some things that inspired that yeah um probably again I, I kind of bring everything back to my mom because she was so awesome um she listened to so many different kinds of music so when I was growing up um she was never one of those parents that was like your guys music sucks you know check mine out we our music was the best <laughs> yeah. I mean she did say that she did say her music was the best but, <laughs> She kind of embraced everything. She would listen to my music. She loved Tupac. She liked Snoop Dogg. Like, I mean, loved wow, him. Awesome. Um, and so it was, you know, honestly, Tupac was my, is my favorite, all-time favorite. And um, he wrote poetry. So my mom bought me his book. And I think I read that like six times. I probably know every, all my favorites by heart, you know. So yeah. um, he really influenced my style. Um, Lauren Hill. I'm so in love with Lauren Hill. She's also very poetic. Erica Badu. Um just kind of probably who I listened to growing up. It's what I was influenced with. It's, it's why I think my style kind of leans more that way. You know, I listen to all, yeah. all kinds of different music, but I'm really, that's where my heart is. I love that music. So that's probably why. Yeah. And it always comes out in your, in your music because you can tell that you're really not to say that most artists aren't conscious of their lyrics, but you can tell, you can hear the heart into your lyrics and, you know, what you put behind it and the passion. And uh, I think that's, you know, that's something that's rare in my opinion. And from what I'm hearing, you know, from, from the, a lot of artists out there. Um, so I guess, you know, my, my next question would be, you know, when you started was, were you kind of thinking, you know, I want to be an artist or were you wanting to be a songwriter and just write lyrics for somebody else? Or is it just, you just kind of saw rap chat and fell into it and was like, yeah, I'll, I'll give this a shot. I think it's like a combination of all of that. Like yeah. I, um, I always really thought ever since I was little, like, Hey, I, 
I could do this. Like, I really love music. I write. I've written for forever. I actually tried out for American Idol. That's embarrassing. But um, oh, that's, I, oh, we got to talk about that. That's oh, awesome. my God. That was like 2011. Um, see, is there maybe 2010, 2011. Um, but yeah, any, anyway, so I it's a little bit of all that. Like, I really yeah. I wanted to put my music out there because I know when I write my music, I am really, truly coming from a place like this is something I went through or this is something like sometimes. I'm crying writing it, you know, when I would be, I was grieving my mom or like just certain situations. So it's like, I feel like maybe somebody else who lost a parent, they can hear that and it'll comfort mm. them. Like that was one of my very first songs writing, like somebody else has to feel like this and somebody else might hear this and be like, okay, they could reach out. We could talk, we could be friends, you know, whatever, whatever the case. <clears throat> so that went from there. And then the whole, like, I don't, I, I'm afraid I don't ever want to get so big where people are in my business. So it's like, I actually stray away from that. So yeah. it's a weird spot to be in. It's like, I do want people to hear my music. I do, I do want to get it out there, but never um, has it been my motivation to like try to be famous. Like, I don't want that at all. Like at all, like, please, please never that, you know, you, you so, think the uh, American Idol experience ruined that for you? Well, actually back then. So that was about like 10 or 11 years ago. So I think yeah. in that moment, I was a little bit like, I just a different state of mind then I think at that moment I might have not even considered that like that wasn't even mm. a thought to me like my privacy my life my mental peace like back then I didn't even see that as if it would have went somewhere it could have been really invasive into my life so I just I didn't I didn't think of it like that then if you would tell me now to go try out for American Idol I'd be like no never never in a million years <laughs> um but yeah back then I just didn't see it that way so mm. um I guess it's just like girl like my it's where I'm at mentally now as opposed to then but yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's tough. I cannot imagine going out there, you know, so early on in my music career and, and auditioning for a show that takes a lot of, a lot of courage for sure. It was scary. And it was at, um, in San Francisco at AT&T park where the giants play. So awesome. the, the way, I mean, it was tons and tons of people and they literally have you go like with a microphone. If you get, cause there's a couple of stages, people that see it on TV, I think you, they don't realize you go through so many stages. Yeah. So by the, I got through a couple, I didn't obviously make it on the show. Um, but by the, the third stage I was on, you're singing while well, everybody's up in the stands, like on a microphone, a little itty bitty speck on the field. And it was terrifying. So my, my mom <laughs> went with me and I was like, mom, you have to get me like, can you run to the store and get me like a little tiny shot of crown or something? I was shaking. I was so scared. <laughs> my mom was such a soldier. She was like, where where's the liquor store like where's That's the clothes store? what do i do yeah like, my mom was so down for me so like as i was waiting my mom ran and got me a little shot of crown and i took it and then like oh man i thought i was like whitney houston in that place like i was just so confident and so um yeah. but yeah i was it was really scary all the people and just you know you feel so small so um it was terrifying but it was a good experience i would have done it again for sure because i have that experience but um yeah, for yeah, sure. Terrifying. <laughs> now, I know. So I guess you were talking about, you know, fan base. So what what is your ideal fan base look like? Is it more of like a, a cult following, like you were saying, or, you know, just no. kind of if it happens, it happens or. Yeah, I um, shit, ideal, ideal. I even hate the word fan. It's weird. Like, I'm just like, oh, just people who rock with me. You know, like I, I feel yeah. so weird hearing that word, you know, but um, just just genuine people. That would be my ideal fan base people who really just enjoy the music um listen to it feel something connect to it if i could find a group of those people like you're my people welcome you know come come listen come vibe out like just just anybody who who likes my type of music i guess yeah that's ideal for me so speaking of speaking of fan bases and fans um 
you just hit half a million on rap chat so congratulations for that thank you i know that's amazing very hard well hard to do on any social media but you know rap chat especially um i feel like there are very well i know for a fact there are very few uh users that have half a million you know followers so kind of what what was your process over this past, you know, three years growing that following? You know, what was like your consistent consistency as far as uploading, you know, different things like that? Um, for me personally, I think I kind of like try to draw a line between too much content. And, mm. you know, I know that sounds bad, but I, I do I do see some, you know, people not just on Rapture, just people I um, deal with in general, where it's like mm-hmm. constant content, like I haven't even caught up on their past content. And they're releasing so much that it's like, man, I, I, you're a great artist. I love you, but I can't even keep up. You know, like I like to have yeah. a little bit of like a moment, a pause in between so that I like crave. I want that music. Like I'm waiting for it. You know, you're anticipating it. For me, if an artist puts out too much, it's almost it's almost off putting unless you're Russ. If you're Russ, put out all day, please do. Um, right. <laughs> but I'm just saying for most people, for me, it's like I can't I can't keep up like I just can't look at all of it. So I kind of lose interest almost. And that's fucked up to say, but it's the truth. So um, I try mm. to kind of not post too many um, where it gets to that point with where I feel like people feel like that about me. Um, but when I did, I make sure that I'm always using hashtags. I was entering contests a lot when I first started, um, you know, just trying to interact when I would find music I would like, I would let the person know like, Hey, I think a lot of times we'll hear stuff we like, or I do that's dope, you know, and, yeah. and it's okay. We're in a hurry. We have lives and we just keep scrolling. But sometimes just telling that person like, Hey, that was dope means a lot to them. And then you've, mm-hmm. you've gained, you know, you've gained somebody there that will remember that and it means something to them. So then when they see you pop up, if you get featured, they're going to support back. So it's like, I just tried to be genuine. And if I like the track, I'm going to let you know. And, you know, just network. Um, again, I used hashtags. I tagged A&R on any of my tracks. I felt like, hey, this one, you know, I feel like this one could be featured. <clears throat> I would try to tag uh, Rap Chat A&R. Just, you know, little little things like that. Just networking and being respectful. Not not spamming people. Not, you yeah. know, just, just little small things kind of like that make a big difference so that's what i tell everybody just use hashtags tag anr if you're proud of the track you think it's dope tag them um network with other people don't be scared to tell other artists you're dope hey you're fucking dope it's not a huge competition like i think people are so competitive you know like i gotta you know it's i gotta do it on my own i'm gonna be the best yeah like i gotta be the a1 i have to be the top dog like no dude we can all get there together we can support and then in the end once you do get there then you have you have this network of people who genuinely support you getting there by by doing it in, in other ways to me, it wouldn't be worth it once you got there. So I just say like, if you feel like somebody's dope, tell them it's okay. Let them know. Hey, you're fucking dope. I've been trying. I, and at first I wasn't, or not, I shouldn't say at first, at first I was, and then I kind of died off with it. <clears throat> like I wasn't on enough. I wasn't even networking with other people. And you can see, you know, the followers and the stuff kind of die out. I can see a difference. And then when you come back and you're just, you know, you network and show love, um, it helps. So that would be one advice. If you, if you feel a track's dope, say that. It's good yeah. for, for everybody involved. And how do you, how do you feel about collaborations? Uh, you know, how, how important you know, has that been for you, if at all? And, you know, how important do you think it is for, for upcoming artists and producers? Um, I think collaborations are awesome. I just think kind of find your own lane first, your own sound, like develop that before you start jumping into 15 collabs, because 
then it's kind of like, you know, you're working on not just your sound when you're doing a project, you have to, you have to combine two people's different, you know, vibes or two different people's types of music. So when you kind of fill your profile with collabs, I can't learn what your individual vibe is. Like, what's your style? What type of artist are you? If I click on your page and I see just tons and tons of them, you know, no knocking it, collabs are awesome. Again, you're networking, you're, you're putting that in your catalog, you're showing how you work with others. I mean, they're, they're good to have. I just feel like I've seen some artists where it's just nonstop collabs. And mm, sometimes mm-hmm. the two artists, maybe their styles are so drastically different that then I'm confused at what lane the first, like, you know, like, oh, I thought you maybe were more of the, you know. So I just say maybe just develop where, <clears throat> where you've got your whole own vibe, your whole own lane, and then yeah. collab out. So that that's just a little bit of advice, I would say. And again, I'm not an expert. It's just my opinion. Just kind of be greedy with your collabs. Be selective. Um work with the people that you think are dope not just anybody that asks you know yeah. and i know it, and it makes you feel bad to say no dude it really does like people hit you up for collabs it's never that i that i don't think you're dope too or i don't want to it's just for me i'm not trying to flood myself with collabs um so i get why people you know do a lot and it's hard to say no but be selective definitely be selective yeah and i agree you know there's obviously there's a balance to everything and like yeah. you said you can end up hurting yourself if you're just doing it for the sake of getting something out there, especially yeah, exactly. when it comes to being an artist, you can end up hurting yourself because people don't know what they're going to get. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes I'm like, Oh, okay. That, that was dope. But I wouldn't have expected that collab. And then like, and then another collab will come like, why didn't this? And then it throws me off on like, oh, okay, well this artist isn't quite the lane I thought, which is fine, yeah. but it just gets confusing sometimes. I'm like, man, all these collabs, I don't, I want to hear you. Like, I want to, I want to hear your music, get your vibe. And if you have enough tracks on your page where I, I've already, I can hear that and I can see that, then a collab is dope to hear. Like, oh, look, here's, you know, 10 tracks with them where I got their vibe and then there's a collab. Awesome. Right. As opposed to 10 collabs and one of you by yourself. I can't, I can't, you know, fill you out that way. That's just me again, personally, but that's how yeah. I feel about collabs. No, very true. And, you know, I've seen it, like you said, I've seen it go both ways. So it's really just about finding your sound, finding that balance and exactly, you know, uh, yeah. giving, you know, giving people what they want and just making sure you're staying true to yourself too, like you said. Um, exactly. That's so, key. That is key. <laughs> so I know you, you mentioned Rust and I think that was a, a good segue uh, into my <laughs> next question. So, you know, he, He's talked a lot and he's written a book too, which I still have to get to reading. Have you read? I have, have it. Read it. Yeah, I have it. I have not read the whole thing. I don't want to, I don't want to lie and say I have, I think I've gotten, I'm on my sixth chapter or something, six or seven. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's got such good advice. He, he does. Yeah. He really does. He knows his shit. He is. That's a good book to read for sure. I would recommend that to anybody who's an artist in any form to read it that is, book. It is on my list. So I'm going to have to make sure I get all. Mm. I'll make that my uh, my goal for June to to read that one. I um, wanted the audiobook in his voice. <clears throat> I actually like harassed him on Twitter about that. Um, <laughs> can we please get an audiobook in your voice? Because if he would read that to me, that would, oh God, yeah. that would be amazing. But um, no, I do have the hard copy. You would like it. I think it's it's worth it. Definitely get it. Well, it's on. Yeah, it's I'm doing it next month. I'll, nice. uh, yeah, I'll get it done. Um, but one of, I know one of his biggest things and, and what helped him really be successful was he posted, I think it was once a week, if I remember right, like he posted once a week for years. And I think that's, that's what helped him, 
you know, grow to where he is now. And he's still, it seems like he's not slowing down at all. He's still just going crazy. Um, but I wanted to ask you, you know, what, what worked for you as far as, you know, how regularly you were posting when, when you first started and kind of what are you doing now that you've seen that's worked and how, how have you, how have you adjusted? Um, I think for me, I, in the beginning, when I very, very first started, I didn't even consider it. It was just like, Hey, when I, I would be just kind of going through the, um, the different beats. And if I heard something, you know, that I really liked, I would go to my notebook, like, Oh, I wrote something that would go with that. Or sometimes I would just hear it and be like, I want to, I would write something right then. Um, so it was just when I came up with something that I liked, I would, I started posting, I stopped hesitating. The first one I was hesitant after that, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to put it out there. And if people are mean, I'll block them, move on. Um, so that's how I first originally was just whenever I felt something. And then the more it progressed, I started to feel pressure. Like, Hey, it's been, you know, it's been a week. Uh, I got to get something something out there. there. (laughs) Yeah. And then again, um, like I had told you before, I wasn't on, um, a lot of social media platforms. So I started with Twitter and Mm. then people were like, you know, if you want to do this for real, you can't just be on Twitter. And then I'm like, well, fuck. Um, okay. So anyway, so I've never, you know, I didn't, I didn't really have anything. So then I had to get used to going on Twitter and then Instagram and posting. And then like, so I've been progressively getting like more apps as I'm going. And then it was just pressure to me. Like, yeah, shit. You have people that are asking on this platform. Like, are you really? And then, so I started, I think to kind of rush myself and I was, you know, hoarding beats by the way, I hoard beats. Um, so I was buying beats, hoarding them, writing, starting a song. That's awesome even being like, Hey, I'm going to release it this day. And then being like, no, fuck that song. And then going to this song. And then, so I've, I've got like probably 10 halfway started tracks and I keep thinking that's the next one I want to release. And I think I was driving myself crazy. Seriously. Like I was putting so much pressure on having to get stuff out. And, um, so I kind of stepped back and what I'm doing now is just not putting that much pressure. I know I need content out. Like, cause like you said, Russ is a big motivator for me. And I think that in the back of my head all the time, like, he did push his content, did, you know, but for me personally, I, I don't think I could ever go that route. Um, yeah, it's not, it's tough. Yeah. It's he, tough. I mean, fucking cheers to him for that. Cause yeah, that would be way too much for me. Um, just with life work, everything in general. Um, but yeah, so it's just, I don't know. I'm kind of just trying to take my time now and put it out when I feel it really stop and not rush my, um, you know, learning how to edit mix all the things I'm trying to learn for myself before I was again, rushing through it, thinking, oh, that's decent. You know, that sounds all right. I don't even put that out. Um, but now yeah. I'm really analyzing and learning and trying to be like, no, that doesn't sound as good as it could. Wait a minute. Stop, stop rushing to put it out and let people know you're doing this and this just chill. And, um, that's, that's comforting. It's more peaceful. I've got a lot of things I'm working on now that <clears throat> I just put them out when I'm comfortable with it. You know? So that's, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. I know for, um, for producers we call it beat, we call it beat block oh no you're good but uh i guess uh you know for an artist you would maybe call it writer's block or you know and i i can imagine and i and i know russ has talked about this in a couple of his interviews as well but i can't imagine if you're putting out something every week that you would just hit a wall at some point and uh yeah like, I, I can't put anything out right now and it's it's tough to get through for sure. Yeah, that's how I feel. I feel like if, if I did that, I would eventually just not saying that's what he did. But for me, I would just start putting out like mediocre things because I would be like, well, it's been a week. Got to have something out. Let me just put this. And to me, I would get like, I just would feel like it was getting so repetitive and exhausted, yeah. exhausting for me personally. Um, and I know for him, it worked. It took, a, it took a while for it to work for him, you know, but it did. And 
I love him. I think he's amazing. So yeah. I, I just, everybody's, I think everybody's journey is just different. So when people ask other people like, Hey, it might've worked for this person, but maybe not necessarily for you. So I just kind of always just try to be genuine. Seriously, just whatever I'm feeling, I just put it out there and, and keep it that way. That's what works for me. Yep. I agree a hundred percent. So, you know, if, say you were an artist started today and you, you know, just created your Instagram and your rap chat profile, or, you know, you just got set up with Spotify. What's, what's some advice that you would give to them, you know, as far as starting that musical journey and just working consistently? Um, I think just kind of learning uh, again, when I started, I always, I always kind of go back to like when I give advice, um, I always go to my beginner phase, like, cause I feel like that's the person that needs the advice the most. Mm-hmm. So sometimes like I'll say things and people be like, well, you can just do this. Well, yeah, I can do that now. Like when I talked about beats on one of my last interviews, I was talking about like when I would first buy them, I didn't know how to do like anything. If you would tell me, we'll just, right. just make it shorter or, or like what to me, I was like, what the hell does how? that mean? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Right. So it's like, yeah, I know that now, but I'm not talking to my now self. I'm talking to the, to the people who need the help that were me two years ago or whatever. Right. Um, so I would say literally I just researching like what goes into putting it out, like different um, distributors. For me personally, I use a, um, a Moose or a Muse. I don't know if I'm saying that right. It yeah. is a free, it's a free distributor. Um, they're so far, I've had a couple little dings, but I think that's, that's every distributor. Um, they're free. They're awesome. If you can do a, um, a paid version and get them in a couple more stores, but for people starting out, it's an app, it's mobile. Um, go do that you know, get your artwork in in order, get your first song out and just kind of research your distributor research, like what goes into it. Cause again, I jumped into it, not really knowing, um, what I'm doing. (laughs) Yeah. So I would just say, just research, learn a little bit. Um, don't be scared to ask people questions. If you find somebody that's helpful, um, and just be confident, get it out there, put your first song, get your distributor, get it out there. I started with singles. A lot of people do like EPs or albums, yeah. For me, uh, that's mm-hmm. another thing. Singles just kind of work for me. I put out a lot of singles. I don't even have an EP out yet. I was working on it and then I just broke it up and started putting out some of the singles that were on the EP because oh, I just awesome. didn't want people waiting, you know? So I would say if, if anything, start with a single, just work on one song, get your, if you don't have a whole lot of cash, a lot of money, do a moose. It's free. If you do, there's distro kid, you know, that's, that's an amazing one. Um, you could do that one and just, just put it out there, get it on Spotify, start sharing it, getting your music out there, start with a single. If anything, just do there's something. a lot of people on. Yeah. There's a lot of people on rap chat that have some fucking amazing tracks. Yeah. Like that yeah, are really sure. fucking good. And so I'm like, all sometimes I'll send messages. Like, are you on Spotify? And it shocks me when I'm like, you, you're get your ass on Spotify and Apple <laughs> or, or whatever right now, you know? Yeah. But I think it's the, uh, the thought at first it's overwhelming. Like, how do you even do that? Like that's, that's gotta take 85 steps. And when I first started, that's what took me a minute. Like, dude, that's gotta be so hard. Like I work, I have life and shit. Like that's, I don't have time to sit down. And then when I realize it's not that hard, seriously, like if you want to put a song out there, download a mobile app of a distributor, like I said, get it going. Um, just get past that initial thought that it's too hard to do. It's not too hard. Just Google, do a little bit of research and get yourself out there. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, I don't think artists that realize, you know, who take their craft seriously, how important that is because you, you know, you never know. I mean, Imagine what I, I always think of, you know, if, if I don't put this out, you know, that could have been the right person wouldn't be able to hear my song, you know, or, right. so it's yep. just, 
get it, get it wherever you can, even if. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and do you remember like, or, or I don't, I don't know, um, like for me, Spotify, when I yeah. first got on Spotify and then you get to see as an artist, the most amazing moment in my whole journey yes. so far <laughs> yes. was seeing the cities and the States and like, it's like I was, Argentina I, I, and yes, Sweden. I was yeah. smiling the whole day. So if nothing else motivates you to put your music out there, you yeah. get to see stats. You get to see where where the people listening are. You yeah. when you realize that even if you're not there, like I might not be in Portugal, but my music is. You know, like I'm there some way. Yeah. That's amazing. That's such a cool feeling. So that would be another thing I would say um, as a motivation. If you have a track you really love and it's not on a streaming platform, it's so cool to see where it goes. Like if you just yeah. put it, you know, it's it's great to have them on on other apps or share with your friends and stuff. But you won't get that that little added bonus. And so. Yeah. I, I always tell people that I don't even know if you're aware that that happens when you put it on stream. Cause I wasn't, I didn't even know. Um, so when you do that, you get to see where your music's at and you get to see it grow and you get to see, you know, and it's amazing. So that's one. do it for that reason. If nothing else. Yeah. It's where. just, it's like a stock or, you know, you're yeah. just watching it slowly grow up and it's like, Oh, you have, uh-huh. you know, one monthly listener and then you have four and you're like, man, my audience is growing. It's a lot. It is right. A lot and fun. then you're in Italy and Saudi Arabia and Ireland <laughs> and all these cool. And you're like, wow, this is dope. Yeah. yeah. So Super yeah. cool. Super cool. Well, since you're an avid and unashamed, it seems like beat hoarder. Let's, let's talk <laughs> about producers. Um, what's some advice that you you'd give to producers you know what are what are some things that you like you dislike about producers and just beats in general you know let's let's have that whole conversation because you know as a producer i think hearing feedback from an artist is like priceless you know because you guys are our customers you're who we're making the beats for so i'd love to hear um, your thoughts for sure i would say just um the best advice i could give you is like if, if you can't rap on it, even if you're not a rapper, attempt it, like just listen, like you can get a general structure. And if you're not able to put lyrics on, on your own beat or mm. like there's too much going on, just consider that as the artist, we feel the same way, you know, because I think yeah. some production I've heard, like the beats are dope. They sound really, really cool. And there could be, those could be opportunities for placements on TV or like different types of things. But as far as for people who are trying to rap on it, it just it's not, it doesn't, it's not quite right for that, you know? Um, so I would say just kind of be conscious of your own, own beats. Like try, don't just say, well, I'm not a rapper. I don't know. Like, just try to kind of, you know, pick a song you like. Yeah. Everybody can rap. Right. I mean, even if you feel like terrible, yeah. Just, you know, Mary had a little lamb. I don't know whatever you have to do on your beat, but just, you know, just just try to see yeah. if you leave enough space for a whole verse. I mean, if you're dropping some crazy trumpets and some shit before the verse could even be done for the, for the rapper, then how am I going to put my verse on it? You know? And again, I'm going to go back to the beginning me where there, which is a lot of people looking for beats. They're, they're just starting out. You can't consider that every single person is advanced because they're just not, it's not reality. You can feel that yeah. way and you can be mad when people say that's just not reality, but it's the truth. There's people who do not know how to cut up the beat or extend it or, or I mean, do anything to it. We don't know how um, I'm learning. I know now how to do some stuff, but I wouldn't then. So I would say be, be conscious of those things. Um, leave the space, leave, you know, don't have a super duper long intro. That's another thing for me. They're dope. Mm-hmm. I like intros. I do suggest having something, um, but I've noticed some people will have like a minute long intro on a two minute song. Oh my gosh. So it's like, dude, and, and I, sometimes I'm so oh. mad because I really, really like the beat. And it's like, it would just take too much work if I was to then buy it and then put the time, you know, 
Yeah. And, and, it, and it like bothers me for them. Cause I'm like, dude, you're so close. Like, why did you do that? Like, I'll be listening like, no, just, just <laughs> either make the song, you know, a little bit longer so that you can do the minute intro and put something cool on it or whatever. Yeah. But that's yeah. my biggest advice. Seriously. Just be, um, just be conscious of it. And if, and if you do like making beats where there's not a lot of space for somebody to put lyrics on or put verses on, look into um, placements, you know, on TV, Netflix, there you go. Yep. I mean, diff, there's so many different routes for people who make beats. And I think people think that they have to throw themselves into like, well, I'm putting it out there for a rapper or for somebody who sings or R&B or hip hop or whatever. Consider all the different spaces. <clears throat> there's so many spaces. So just, just that, just be conscious. And um, also having a good relationship with them, kind of following up um, your, your stores where you have your beats available, just being clear with, you know, list certain things, um, how many beats per minute, just little, little details when you're selling beats, when we're browsing, make a big deal. I mean, to me yeah. personally, just details, um, keeping in, keeping in touch with them. I've had one producer, not one, I should, well, you, of course, DJ Payne and, um, that kid Goron, he's amazing too. Yeah. Um, you guys do your due diligence, man. You follow up, you, you interact with the people who are getting your beats. You, you show love. Those are so important. And it, and it does stand out. And I think a lot of producers, they get into just like, I just want to get these out here. I just want to sell them. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's awesome cool. and everything. But sometimes some of those people buying them might have really great potential for that beat to do more than that. And you're laying, you're not noticing and you're, and you're kind of so busy focusing on that, that you're not working with artists. So maybe don't, don't be scared to like work with them, ask them, Hey, is there anything I can do? Or is there any, you know, here's this, send them emails when you have new beats dropping, um, that kid go on, he does that for me. And I usually swoop him up. So he, you know yeah. what I mean? He does due diligence. He follows up, you know, communicating, keeping your store in order, having detailed, um, descriptions about your beats that helps us find them, things like that. Yeah. And that's, that's funny that you <laughs> say that. Cause that leads, that leads into my next question, which again, I think is important because, producers you know we're kind of we spend a lot of time on our own and just kind of in our own world world and we forget like you're saying that we're actually working with people and you know we forget to follow up or we forget to you know constantly be putting feelers out there to understand what's important to artists and um you know so for you what are some of the ways that you look for beats you know where where do you look for beats what do you look for when you're looking for a beat um because I think that's um, I, super important. Yeah, for sure. I usually, um, <clears throat> again, uh, there's a lot of criticism I see. Mostly, maybe I like go to Twitter in my mind when I think of certain conversations. But yeah, I know that there's so many back and forth about tight beats, but mostly mainly between producers. Like, well, tight beats aren't tight. You're 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 lazy or you're unoriginal. Well, blah, blah, blah. well, you guys yeah. are going back and forth. Meanwhile, I'm shopping tight beats. You guys are arguing. Meanwhile, here I am, like click 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 tight beat. What are you talking about? You know, so. Yeah. Maybe don't always listen to other, don't let other producers, again, I'm not a producer, so I, I'm just giving you my advice. Maybe don't listen well, so much to what the other producers are saying. You're right. Because Everything you're saying is correct. So keep yeah, going. Yeah, it's just like, it's, it's not, it's not necessarily always true. That might be yeah. their particular. So for instance, if a producer doesn't make tight beats and they're adamant about them, you know, I'm super, I do everything from scratch. Of course, they're going to criticize people who make tight beats, right? But that doesn't mean that a tight beat is not still relevant. So right. keep that in mind when you're making them. Don't let other people get in your head. Do what works for you. I search type beats. It helps me. I search Mac Miller. I search, you know, I'll put poetry, spoken words, certain things that gives me a calming, you know, type of beat, kind yeah. of a slower, you know, more romantic type intro. It's, it's like a vibe, I feel. 
So I do, I search type beats. I admit it. I am a type beater. Um, I, I search them. Um, We appreciate it. It makes our (laughs) job so much easier. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what I wish I, one thing though, I will say, I do wish I would see more of is like, um, type beats by, by like a vibe, if that makes sense. Like emotional, sad, right. Like I I look up a lot. Um, I look up literally type in, um, acoustic type beats because I'm super into like guitar and, um, I have this thing I'm trying to do right now where, again, just reciting poetry over something super quiet, like, you know, like a little saxophone in the background or, or like a piano. Again, this goes into why beats are so awesome for so many different things. There's times I'm searching for that. And, you know, so I'll, I'll look at that guitar type beats, acoustic type beats. So me personally speaking for me, I do that. That helps me just listing what the emotion is, Mac Miller type beats for me because he's one of my favorite art Tupac type beats. I, I look for yeah. people who are artists that kind of Lauren Hill type beats, Guapale type beats. I look for stuff like that. So don't be scared to use type beats, please, because as an artist, I appreciate them. I love them. Don't stop making them. Yeah. <laughs> Ever- you know I mean, it, it makes it makes sense, right? Because like if you can get an idea of what the beat's gonna sound like before you listen to it, then you know, you're, right. you're more likely going to click. I mean, it's just. Exactly. I, it's like narrowing it down. It's just a yeah. specification. like people take it so seriously, like <laughs> it, it, as if the beat itself has like some type of disease or something, like stay away it's from it. It's type like, of disease. Yeah. Right. It's like, it's just a description. It's literally just a description. It doesn't affect the beat or how the beat was made or anything in any type of way, but people get so sensitive. Well, you used a type beat or you're so, so what the type beat is telling me what type of beat it is therefore i do not have to search through 95 genres to get to you know what what i need it simplifies it for me makes it easier makes my life easy and thank you so i will say that for sure to producers don't want other producers getting your head there are people out there that like type beats and there's going to be artists also who are going to disagree with me and say no you know again and that's fine too some people don't but remember that some do and i like them (laughs) yeah i'm i'll i'll be happy for the day when that conversation ends but right i feel like when that ends it's gonna be something else like kicks kicks and 808s are dead or something like that <laughs> oh yeah it's, it's always something like somebody who doesn't do one thing is always gonna attack the person who does do it and it's like yeah. can we all just exist can we all please just live in the same space and be happy like you can do that over there okay go over there and i'm gonna go over here yeah and we can both still we can both exist imagine that you know shit <laughs> yeah, that is that is a great dream. I hope it I hope it happens in one the, day in our in our music community. That would be that would be super great. <laughs> right. I really um, would. Yeah, but I know I know we're coming up close on time, but I kind of wanted to ask you a little a little bit more about the future. So, you know, what what are some things that you're work cool things that you're working on right now? What do you have planned for for the future for the rest of this year? You know, what what are you getting into? Trying to take over the world. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, no, I um, I am just, again, I'm doing a lot of my art stuff. I applied to, because um, I also do graphic art, um, different different things with art. So if anybody didn't know that. Um, so I applied to Known Origin, which is um, a site where you can sell NFTs. You can mint your art and, and sell them as NFTs. That's so awesome. I, um, I went through the application process. It was super duper long. I got approved. Um, and so basically what you do is you upload them on there and people buy them with like Ethereum or different types of cryptocurrencies. So I was working on that for a while, got that done. Um, then I applied for, um, Amazon merch. 
So you have to like, again, that's another thing you have to apply for. So I got approved for that, which is awesome. So now congratulations. I love it. Thank you. So now I'm trying to get my merch up on Amazon and, um, still, obviously I'm always still doing music. Um, I'm planning on releasing three singles, (laughs) That should be within the next month to two months. They will all be out. Um, I don't want to give dates yet again because I don't want to stress myself out. Last time I, <laughs> last time I, well, we'll date, be looking for them now. Work. No pressure. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I've got that going on, and just just trying to trying to do as much as I can. You know, just stay active in music, art, all that life. Yeah. That's about, crazy. That, yeah. So what what got you into NFTs? Because I know you know that's that's something I'm aware of and have done a lot of research on, but. I, I feel like it's so early for, you know, the music community and just artists in general. So what was, uh, yeah. what was that journey like? Um, it, I just felt like kind of like shit evolve or get left, you know, because I know I felt feel yeah. like that's the direction a lot of things are going. A lot of people don't understand it and criticize it. Like, because it is, I get it. It's super duper confusing why people are paying a million dollars for a picture of like a cat or something. And what does it mean? Yeah. And what are these? And like, I get the whole hesitancy, but um, it is, a way also for artists that they look into it to sell beats as NFTs and Eminem just did it. Um, it's yep. just a way for somebody to have digital ownership over something, you know, like they, I don't want, I, I won't go down that whole rabbit hole. I would just say like, look up NFTs for anybody who's curious, but um, it's just another way to, you know, get your art out there. It lets people bid on things. Um, you can run auctions with your art, with your beats, with whatever. And literally people can bid. Um, it's just a way to get yourself out there. And it got me, what got me started was, um, I started investing in crypto, I think, what was it? August of last year. Yeah, I saw you were all about the Dogecoin. Yeah, it sucks right now, by the way. Cryptocurrency is terrible. Yeah, everything. You just got to wait. Yeah, everything's terrible right now, but I'm um, I'm confident it will come back. I'm holding them and not trying not to panic. But um, yeah, yeah, cryptocurrency, I got involved in it. And what, baby? Sorry, my, come on, go. Sorry, my dog's about, um, but um, yeah, so anyway, I got involved in that and I started seeing other people doing, selling art on, on, um, known origin. And I thought, man, some of the things I saw being sold for crazy amounts of money were not original. were not like, they weren't exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what the hell is going on? People were putting like their, okay, I'm going to be graphic, but I saw a dude, right. He stood up stretched out his man parts into a lamp and called it batwing okay this dude called it batwing and sold it for like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. the damn yeah batwing. i well i'm in the wrong business then i guess i need to uh you just need to, you just need to make bat wings and you will <laughs> you will be a billionaire i don't i don't know oh my gosh yeah batwing that is <sighs> that is awesome um yeah blew my mind um <laughs> But yeah, just that, just that, and uh, making music, putting my art out. Um, again, I'm trying to get everything up on Amazon right now. They have so much different yeah. stuff you can do. So I'm trying to navigate that right now. Everything's a new process and a new platform and like a new, all these steps you have to go through. So I'm, that's what I'm currently working on right now is my Amazon thing. Um, so I'll share a link pretty soon on Twitter, Instagram cool. or wherever, in case anybody wants to um, some of my original work. I'm putting it on like iPhone cases, t-shirts, um, hoodies, stuff like that. All original artwork. Yeah. And I'll make sure we, we put that in the uh, description of this video too. Yay. Um, but awesome. we're, if, if someone were getting into, say they wanted to drop an NFT, either, you know, uh, a song or some artwork, where would be a good place for them to start? Or just to um, if you want. Okay. So this is another thing that I wasn't aware of when I um, very first applied and, and started doing this. 
there's different sites like Mintable. Mintable is a free site where basically, so, okay, so let me kind of go back a little bit. When you want to sell NFTs, you have to mint them. So you have to pay a gas fee for whatever that site, whatever their cryptocurrencies, like for instance, Known Origin, they, they use Ethereum. So anybody who buys or sells art, you buy and you deal in Ethereum. So for me, for instance, let's say yesterday I went to go upload something. The gas fees change constantly. They're never, I mean, every second the gas fees are changing. So for instance, yesterday I went to go upload a piece. My gas fee to upload that piece yesterday was $32, right? Yeah, I nice. tried four days or no, maybe it was, a, and I'm sorry, probably about seven or eight days prior to that. It was $160. Oh, so man. that's the other thing that people don't realize who want to just try to try their luck at it. It, it doesn't work like that. So if you have like just some, some crap you're trying to throw up and sell, you have to pay to put that out there. Yes. You have to pay the gas fees to get it minted, to put it in front of other people to be able to purchase. So if you're not serious and you're kind of bullshitting, I would say, don't waste your time. You're going to waste your money. Nobody's ever going to buy it. You know, nobody's going to see it or buy it. If you're putting just, just anything, you know, cause I've seen people put a picture of a banana, like a rotted banana, like trying to emulate the guy that put the banana on the wall or just stupid stuff, yeah, you know? Right. And, and I think in my head, like you paid the gas fee to mint that right now to flex, like you have something on, <laughs> can you stop? You know, like it's crazy to me. So I would say, just understand that it is not free. You do have to pay. So yeah, know that. But if you go on mintable, um, rareable, mintable, there's different ones. They will allow you to mint it. And then whenever you sell, they take whatever the, the gas fee was out of the, the purchase of your sale. So you can actually awesome. get artwork out there, you know, without having to pay anything upfront. You do have to have a currency, like a digital wallet that you have to connect. So I would say, make sure you have a cryptocurrency wallet. I use MetaMask. Yeah. So if one. anybody's, yeah. So I would recommend MetaMask. Um, for me personally, it works. And, um, so these are all things people don't realize. I think they just think you just put your stuff out there. Hopefully somebody will grab it up and buy it, you know, like for a million dollars doesn't, doesn't really go that route. So, um, just know that if you want to do it that way and you really are an art worker, your beats and you take it seriously, try mintable, rareable, um, you can put stuff up that way, but once you mint it also, it's, it's, you've already minted it to that site. So you can't just go around different sites, minting things and trying to, you know, that'll get you in trouble. So, um, Try that, you know, mintable, rareable. If, and if you want to pay the gas fees up front, you can apply for sites that are exclusive, like Known Origin. Um, what is the other one I'm, I'm missing here? There's another one, um, Super Rare. So there's Super Rare, Known Origin. They only okay. accept ap- yeah. applicants. So you have to go through a long process. But if you get through it, you're on a more exclusive site. You're amongst less artwork that you're trying to compete with to get seen. Um, and it's more exclusive. So if you're really, really serious about your artwork, try that. Honestly, they have an app, they only open up the application process, I think maybe two, two, three times a year. So you have to get in there, but that's, that's one option. Awesome. And I think the biggest thing too, with, with anything like that is just, you know, do your research. I know something that helped me out was the, uh, the NFT Bible. And if you just Google the NFT Bible, it basically lays out, you know, all the different ways that, you know, you can utilize NFTs. What's the future of NS- NFTs? How smart contracts work? So, there's a lot of a lot of good information out there, and you know, you can just go on to to YouTube and and find a lot of good information too. But yeah, I appreciate sure. you sharing that because I think uh, that's something that up and coming artists especially can keep in mind because you know maybe in the future they build a large enough fan base with their music that that's something that they can get into, um, which yeah, is kind of what definitely. you were saying as well. Um, Definitely. But anyway, I know we're, we're getting, we're getting down to the wire and close on time. So, um, 
you know, if you had any final thoughts, make sure you, you tell people where they can follow you at and where they can find you. Um, I am on IG, uh, Jalen, J-A-E-L-Y-N-N, just in case, underscore 415. That's my IG. Um, Twitter shit. I, I don't even know why. I, I don't even know how to spell my Twitter. It's like I'm <laughs> well, we'll at, put it we'll put it in the description. Yeah, don't I'm worry. just uh, like uh, uh, a uh, girl. I think I spelled girl incorrectly. I spell everything incorrectly. My grammar is terrible. So, um, yeah. yeah, if you could put that out there, daps for that because I, I don't know what my name is on there. Um, basically, every streaming platform, I'm just Jalen. I try to keep everything Jalen, Jalen, Jalen. So, I even try to keep the same profile picture kind of so it makes it easier. Yeah, that's so, awesome. Yeah. Jalen, everything. <laughs> there you go. And what about your, I know you have a, uh, an Instagram for your artwork as well. What's that one? Oh yeah. Um, that is Jalen's art. So Jalen's with a Z at the end underscore art. And that's, I'm um, actually, I have it linked on my Instagram page. If you go in the little, little circle things, what are the, what are the little circle things called? Your, um, yeah. Like the, your add-ons the stories, or whatever the, hell. the stories yeah, is that yeah. What you're talking about yeah there you go yeah so i have one that says my art page so if you click on that on my original instagram it'll it'll show you how to get to my art page all right well there you go well Jalen, well, i i appreciate you. you coming on again it's been fun uh yeah it's been a it pleasure has. talking to you and kind of hearing your journey you and well. i know there's a lot of a lot of good gems that people will uh will take from this episode so i appreciate you i hope so and thank you for having me it was fun yeah, it's awesome. Thank you. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Take care. Bye.